This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Calendar. Let's be real. Running a household can be exhausting and chaotic. And finding the perfect Mother's Day gift, it's not exactly a no-brainer. Until now. The Skylight Calendar is the best way to organize the family and give everyone, especially mom, some peace of mind to enjoy the things that matter most. The Skylight Calendar is a smart, touchscreen calendar that keeps track of and manages the chores, dinner planning, groceries, and to-dos for the whole family. The Skylight Calendar automatically syncs each family member's digital calendars and displays them all together on one color-coded touchscreen. It even doubles as a digital picture frame, so you can finally share all those special moments that are just sitting on your phone. As a limited time offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightcal.com slash easy. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast host Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Expect is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Heidi Murkoff, and I'm a mom on a mission, a mission to help you know what to expect every step of the way. A baby by any name would smell as sweet. That's just a fact. So what's in a name? To soon-to-be parents, whether they're expecting their first bundle or their fifth, a lot hangs on that name choice. Names are, after all, for life. For better, for worse, for mispronounced, for misspelled. Some parents have those baby names picked out before they even start trying to conceive. Boyless and girlless, first names and middle names. Lucky them. But if you're still not sold on a name, or family feuds are fueling a contentious debate, or you're just plain stressed about the responsibility of naming the bundle you'll soon be bringing home, you're not alone. 
Lucky you, we're here to help. Today, we are breaking down the latest trends in baby names and your biggest questions about what to call your little one besides sweet. I'm here with Emma, a baby I named personally. I like it. I didn't like it when I was like nine. I wanted to be Michelle after Michelle Tanner, but I lived with it. Um, Now I'm happy with it. Good. Okay. How did you choose Lennox and Sebastian? So Lennox, I looked at like a literature baby name book one night in the middle of the night when I couldn't sleep. I was like, oh, I love Lennox. It's like a Shakespearean play. Uh, I think it's King Lear. And his middle name is Page after Jimmy Page. Sebastian's name is a lot more fun. I wanted to name him something else. And my husband's like, no, we have to name him Sebastian. What did you want to name him? Like West or something. I don't know. There's a Ken Lennox's class named West now, so it would be weird. Yeah, so with your names, um, Emma, I love the book by Jane Austen, so that was a no-brainer. Now, Wyatt, we didn't know the gender with either one of you, so if Wyatt had been a girl, he would have been Willa, which I so wish I had another girl to name Willa. I love that name. You broke the mold with me, Mom. (laughs) True that. With Wyatt, we were all set on the name Winston until like 37 weeks when Eric just all of a sudden realized the baby's name should be Wyatt. He's a big fan of Western, so that made sense. He's not a Winston. He's so a Wyatt. So how far into your pregnancy were you when you knew the gender? So that gave you a head start. Um, I don't pretty like immediately. Like he was like, okay, it's Sebastian. Okay. Um, and then Lennox, I think halfway through. Okay, so baby names. Here in the US, of course, anything seems to go. Um, And not just when it comes to celebrity baby names anymore. People get super creative. And for the most part, in the U.S., you can, by law, name your baby anything you want to. I mean, there are some states that limit the total number of letters if you add up the the first, middle, and last name. So it can all fit on a legal form. Um, But those letters can spell just about anything. No numbers. Elon Musk learned that the hard way. No numbers, yes. But in other parts of the world, apparently not so much. I did not know this until I was digging a little bit, but baby names are actually restricted by law in some countries. And that's including countries like Denmark, Norway, Sweden, Germany, New Zealand. For instance, in many countries, you can't name your baby something that could be potentially embarrassing or have them made fun of or negatively impact a child's well-being. Some obvious examples would be Satan, Hitler, anus. Yeah, you can't name your baby anus. Governments have also rejected names that are even more random, like sexy fruit. I'm still stuck on anus. You would be. (laughs) Um, Also, unconventional spellings of traditional names are discouraged. Now, some countries like Norway and Sweden require that a first name sound like a first name. Anderson. You can't name your baby Anderson. So sorry about that. Anderson Cooper. Um, Some countries ban brand names. And that would include some names that are pretty popular here, like Chanel, Mercedes. And in Sweden, you can't name your kid Ikea. I'm okay with that. Some countries don't allow names that aren't gender specific. Like the name has to tell you right away whether it's a boy or a girl. So a lot of favorite names here would be out, like Charlie. I, I love think that that's for super a girl. cute. Charlie is so cute mm-hmm. for a girl. But apparently it's not legal in Germany and Iceland. There are also plenty of baby name traditions from around the world that date way back. 
In some parts of Africa, I thought this was so sweet, an elder in the village picks the name and whispers it into the baby's ear um, before they announce it at the baby naming ceremony because the belief is that the baby should hear his or her name first. Oh my gosh, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going over our community's biggest questions about baby names. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy. When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories, a calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories, cuddles, and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable, and spark wonder without overstimulation, so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep. Each episode is narrated by me, Cheryl McLeod, a second-grade teacher and written by my husband, Clark, an eternal second grader at heart. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep Tight Stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Cowie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiments and Billy made Raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public, the list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, 
What's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. So, Emma, let's read through some of these messages from What to Expect. So we looked at some of the posts about baby names on the What to Expect community message boards, and there's a lot of them. We pulled out some of the topics of conversation you all have. Um, Emma, let's read through some of these and discuss on the other side. What are the most popular ways people come up with names? I mean, besides just liking how it sounds for the moment. I actually sign thousands of books a year, and I have heard just about every baby name out there. Oh, yeah, I bet. I've heard it all. I've spelled it all. (laughs) And there are a lot of families, you know, I sign a lot of books for military families. In a lot of those families, the tradition is you give your baby dad's name. Um, So it's a lot of juniors, seconds, thirds, fourths. Fifth, I've had sixth, I think. I'm not sure I went any higher than that. That would be impressive. Some families actually just use the same name for the father and son. So, for instance, Marcus and Marcus, not Marcus Sr. and Marcus Jr., Marcus and Marcus. Some do diminutives like Jonathan and Johnny. Um, Wasn't it George Foreman who named all his sons George? Yes. I looked it up and he gave each one a number too. So George one, George two. That's amazing. It's a little confusing maybe, but I guess you don't, get the names mixed up. That's a plus. Mm-hmm. Um, some people do. I think this is so cute. Some people do CJs for, you know, Christopher cute, John or Caleb John, um, RJs, TJs. And I feel like those are names that, you know, sure, they're nicknames, but they're nicknames that y- you can grow with. Yeah. Biblical names are always popular. Some people choose them because they're religious. Some people just choose them because they're traditional names. Some families keep the biblical theme going for all their kids. So you've got Samuel, Noah, Isaac. Isaiah is one that I always forget how to spell. Ezekiel, or let's say Muhammad, Aaliyah, Hannah, Esther. All this Ancestry.com has brought back a lot of ancestral names. Now, some parents name baby after where they were conceived. So, Emma, you would have been Greenwich Village. I know a mom on Instagram said uh, Hayden Park after the neighborhood where her baby was conceived. That's really pretty. Yeah, it's really pretty. Yeah. (laughs) It's like Beyonce's line, Ivy Park. I'm not mad. A lot of military families are always moving around from base to base. Sometimes they choose a name from the place that they're based when the baby's conceived. So a Hawaiian name, an Italian name, a Japanese name. I had a mom who didn't know the baby's gender yet when I signed her book. So I signed it to both a boy and girl name. The boy name was going to be Ben (laughs) after Big Ben, not Benjamin, Ben. And the girl name was going to be Abby after Westminster Abby. I love that. Isn't that cute? That's really cute. Um, Celebrity names. uh, One mom told me Reese Witherspoon. She named her baby Reese. I think there's been a run on Chase. Yeah. I'm not sure if that was from Chase Crawford or whether it's from Paw Patrol. If they have a younger kid, maybe Paw Patrol. When I was in high school, that name was pretty popular too, Chase. I like that name. It's a good, sturdy name. I think it's coming back. Making a comeback. Sophia is like super popular. I think it's like at the top of the list right now. But it's not from Sophia Loren. That's what somebody, a few people told me on Instagram. It was after Sophia Loren. 
Huh. I'm sure names like Blake for Blake Lively. Yeah. Also, I'm sure a lot of character names. Yeah. Um, I've heard a lot of movie characters. So Aurelia from Love Actually is one that I've heard several times. One of my favorite all-time movies. Oh, yeah. That's a big one. Disney characters. Um, names from music, characters in books. Um, somebody mentioned characters from Game of Thrones. I've never seen it. Aria. I haven't seen I saw like one season, but that's a big one. Okay. 80s TV and movie characters, especially for moms of a certain generation. I have no idea any of those. Constellation, stars, planets, Mercury. I hear a lot of Greek gods. I get Adonis, Apollo, Athena, Venus. Whoa. Yeah, I've seen a lot of newborn Adonises. That's adorable. Donnie. Aw. Presidents, Kennedy. Oh, yeah, that's great for, I know a girl Kennedy. Also, you can use that for both genders. Yep. Theodore. I love that. Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, Well, I love Teddy, so that. I know a Teddy girl. And President's Kids, like Malia. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a great one. From President Obama. Sports figures, Nolan after Nolan Ryan. There's also a naming tradition, uh, a Jewish naming tradition, where you name your baby after a relative who's died, but you don't necessarily have to use that particular name, but the name should start with the same letter. Mm -hmm. There's also names that come from tragedies. Like this year, there have been a lot of Kobe's and Gianna's. I also wonder if Ruth is going to make a comeback. Maybe Ruth Bader. That's the cutest little girl name ever. Ruth, are you kidding? Oh, best legacy ever. Old school names. So I love when babies are named like old people because don't they look like little old men anyway a lot of the time? They do. It's literally like Benjamin Button. The name kind of fits. So grandpa names like Thaddeus (gasps) or Eugene I would die. That's the best thing that's ever happened. Clarence. Bernard. Wilbur, My heart beats still. Stanley. Oh, st- and then there's grandma <laughs> names like Irene, Mabel, Harriet, <laughs> Edith, Dorothy. Eleanor has made a huge comeback. Oh, God. Florence, you can call her baby Flo. <laughs> yeah, except then you think about the progressive. I know. I was thinking that at the same time. It ruined it for me. But oh, God. Or your Aunt Flo, right? Please, somebody name your baby Wilbur. I know. And or Clarence and then DM me and show me a picture of them or Mabel or DM me too. Yeah. Um, and then some people go by the meaning of the name. Some people don't care. We didn't care. But somehow your names actually fit the meaning. So Emma comes from all embracing, which I did not know until I looked it up. But all embracing. That's totally you. That's me. Why it means strong, brave and hearty, which is like incredible because his preschool teacher when he was two described him as stoic. I really don't know many two-year-olds who are described as stoic, but that's why. Yeah, he's definitely stoic. (laughs) Completely. Someone you've met. Sometimes parents will name their kids after someone they've met once they really like the name or someone, you know, you babysat for. Now, popularity is a funny thing. No one named their kids Emma or Wyatt when we did. Uh, We thought we were picking names that would never become popular. And go figure. They're super, super popular. So there's really no guarantee that when you pick your name that it's going to remain uncommon. Um, Some people like to avoid super popular names. Others embrace trends. 
They hear a name, they hear it a lot, they like it, they use it. It doesn't matter if it's about to break the top 10. Others look for names that are not too popular, not too uncommon, you know, just right. It's it's a very important choice. I need to tell you one funny story. One mom told me that her husband, when he was in high school, he had Bob Marley come to him in a dream. Stop. Really. Yeah. And he promised for some reason... He promised Bob Marley in his dream to name his firstborn son after him. And so, you know, she met him. They got married. Not her and Bob Marley, her and her (laughs) husband. And he said, well, by the way, our son has to be named after Bob Marley. And she didn't like the name Bob. She didn't like the name Robert. So they named their baby Marley. Their firstborn son was Marley. And then they wanted to keep the music theme. So they named the second one Morrison and call him Maury. So it's so cute. Maury. That's so great. Have you ever heard of people inventing their own name? I feel like that's really popular. Yeah. That's very popular. And you can definitely do that, um, at least if you live in the U.S. Some people blend two names together. Sometimes they change a letter. Like, instead of Olivia, it's Olivia with an A. Or Arissa instead of Alyssa or Marissa. But I feel like changing names is great because that's solidified that you won't have a name that's, like, super popular. Even if the name's popular, the spelling's different. So it kind of, like, keeps you in that unique little bubble. Yeah, Some people do Brianna instead of Brianna. You can take Oakley and make it Oakland. I've heard that a lot. But then your kid gets to the gas station or the souvenir shop and there are no keychains or cups. There's never a keychain for either of my kids. Nope. And it's funny. There were no Emmas back when you were growing up. There were no Wyatts. Maybe there are now. Now we're lousy with Emmas. (laughs) Now they probably are. But actually, you know, that could be a blessing one mom pointed out because then you don't have to buy all those collectibles. Very true. There are a lot of tricky spellings, too. And sometimes they're on purpose. Sometimes not. There must be 17 ways to spell Riley and Kayla and Kylie and Mackenzie. I mean, even Sarah has two. Well, actually, three ways. I know a Sarah who spelled S-E-R-A. I met a mom whose father misspelled her name on her birth certificate. I wish I could remember the name. That's the best story But I've it was ever something heard. super it was super simple, and he didn't know how to spell it. So he put the wrong spelling down, and she had to live with it. But, you know, of course, now it's a great story. That's amazing. And then, of course, there's misspelling on purpose, creative spelling. My sister's name is Sandy with two E's. And that said, my name is Heidi, but nobody can spell it. Really? There's no tricks. It's just nobody can spell Heidi. Well, sometimes people spell my name with one M. Hmm. It's rare, but it happens. (laughs) So what about thinking whether the name has a nickname? Like some just naturally do, some don't. I I remember when you named Lennox, we were thinking, oh, that means we're going to call him Len. And he is such a Len. We call him Len all the time. It's so cute. With Sebi, I don't even call him Sebastian. He's a Sebi. No, I don't ever call him Sebastian. I think that You know, you really do need to sit there and, like, try to think of all the nicknames that your kid could possibly have because school school can be rough. What happens if you and your partner do not agree on the name? That, I feel like the final say should be going to the person who pushes that child out. That's true. Or gives birth to it somehow. Did the heavy lifting. Yeah. Parents... You know, sometimes I had a mom who told me she and her husband talked about it on their first date. (laughs) 
And apparently they agreed on the name so they could move to the next step. That's a very important first date conversation. (laughs) I know. Some parents have kept a list since high school. I have. And you didn't use any of them, I bet. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) I've been in the awkward position of signing books. You know, the mom's there and she doesn't like the name the dad wants and the dad doesn't like the name she wants. And so they asked me to sign the name that they like. And I feel that's a lot of pressure. It's a little awkward about that, <laughs> but still some people take it so seriously. They actually do bracket elimination. Oh, wow. My husband, you know, I let him have it because it was his first and it was my second. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, you do you. Okay. If you decide on a name during pregnancy, should you tell your friends and family? I feel like I did not tell the majority of my family. Well, you told us. I mean, my extended family. I told a few people, but I kept it on the DL. A lot of horror stories I've read on the What to Expect message boards of moms sharing names and people making negative comments, which is... I've seen that. That's so mean. Yeah. You can yeah, think it, awful. but don't say it or write it. Write it in a on a piece of paper and just throw it in the trash so they never see it. Yeah, don't say it out loud. Now, a, a lot of moms have told me they actually like to share the name so that they get personalized gifts for their babies. That's cute. Yeah. But I did have one mom who did a gender reveal with the name. Everything was picked out, whole nine yards, picked out the registry based on the gender, only it turned out when the baby was born, he was a she, and they had to redo everything. I mean, it doesn't happen often that those mistakes are made, but... It does happen. For me, this I feel a little guilty about it because like, what about the peanut gallery? Like, what should you do if there's pressure from a family member to name the baby after a relative or to use a letter in honor of someone and you don't want to? I really don't know why people think they get a vote on someone else's baby. I mean... Even if it's their grandchild, they just don't get a vote. I mean, opinions from the peanut gallery about your peanut's name should not matter. The problem is that they actually can hurt, and they can hurt a lot. I mean, this is how I look at it. You made this baby together. You raised the baby together. You pay baby's bills together. You get to name the baby together without outside interference. You are the only ones who should have a vote. I mean, that doesn't stop mothers and mother-in-laws, fathers and father-in-laws from giving their two cents and even saying, you know, oh, I've heard some incredibly hurtful things that family members have said. Laying on the guilt when they don't like your choice, that's not fair, or getting all passive-aggressive about it, or pressuring you. Even some family members pressure parents to change the name. That's so messed up. Emma, one of the moms on your Instagram said she listened to the peanut gallery, actually changed her baby's name based on the peanut gallery and still has name regret. I mean, I think that's so beyond unfair and messed up. You should name your child what you want to name your child, not what your mother-in-law wants you to name your child. She got to pick her son's name. She should let you and your husband pick your name. And also, I don't think it's fair that if you have 100% decided on a name for anybody to have any sort of voice in that, you know, if you're kind of throwing names out there, it's okay to say, I mean, it's not my favorite, but I like this one more. That's fine. But you don't need when that name is solid, 
you know what? Just let it go. You know, it happened with your middle name. My mother hated it. And we ended up, because I felt so super guilty and I was so hormonal, we added another name to your your official name just to appease her. And we totally regretted it. And we never used it. She didn't like my first name either, did she? No, she didn't like any of it. Yeah, so the only two people who should be able to change baby's name, in my opinion, are the parents. I say tell them to butt out nicely, firmly, or not nicely if that's what it takes. It's the hormones talking. I'm pregnant. (laughs) This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, Get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. so cool, Billy. He did. (laughs) Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! (laughs) Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public, the list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Can we really wait to decide on a name until the baby is born? Is it true that you just know when you see them or know that like that's not the right name? Three months ago, you see your kid like, oh, that is not a Fred. That is a 
Henry. Yeah. You know, it sounds like a movie cliche, but in fact, a surprising number of parents say this. Um, they're still the minority by far, like need to know ahead of time. But some parents, you know, kind of use that birth moment to solidify how they feel about a name, to confirm that it fits. Um, most parents have at least one name picked out already. Some actually do. I've heard several cases of parents changing the baby's name because it didn't fit once they held their baby. Usually they're not starting from scratch. Um, they've got a list of contenders. One thing that's actually, I, I remember giving birth, you were like, come on, Sebastian's coming. Like it gave me that push that I was about to meet yeah. a person with a name rather than just a baby. Mm -hmm. I don't know, for me, that was kind of helpful during delivery. Any other tips or things that, you know, we really should be aware of? There's an article on whatsoexpect.com with women saying what they wish they'd known before they picked their baby names. Some of the biggest takeaways, pay attention to the initials. Babies with TRD, for instance, as initials, that sounds like turd. Alyssa Samantha Smith, that makes an ass out of you and me. <laughs> Amy Schumer, remember, changed her baby's name after realizing that Jean Attell sounded like genital. I'm not mad at that, though. I mean, Lennox is LPA, Little People's Association of America. And um, Sebi is SSA, which is Social Security Administration. <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah. That's cute. One mom suggested don't waste a middle name. You might need it one day if you have another baby of the same gender. Also important, say it out loud. Surprisingly, some parents never end up saying the baby's name out loud. They write it down. You know, something else to remember is that you can change your mind. You can change your mind right up until you sign the birth certificate and leave the hospital. I'm sure a lot of people do that, by the way. Like a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, a lot of people do. I know a pair of parents that debated for two days and finally settled before they were discharged. And another mom on what to expect regretted not knowing this because she ended up with a name like that she was coming up with under pressure. Oh, yeah. She didn't really like it, but she felt pressured by the nurses to sign the papers, and so she settled on it. I'm sure she still loves the baby. Of course. Here's my biggest takeaway, my baby name bottom line. It's your decision. It's a lot of pressure anyway to pick out a name for life, so you have to make sure you pick one without added pressure from anyone else. Take your time. Be open to changing your mind when you meet your baby. And don't let anyone tell you what to do. It's up to you and your partner. I have to share one thing that a mom said that was just so incredibly sweet. She said, whatever name you choose, make sure you feel love and joy when you say it. And for me, that says it all. Once everyone holds that sweet baby of yours, the name will be just as sweet. for listening. Remember, I'm always here for you. What to Expect is always here for you. We're all in this together. For more on what you heard on today's episode, visit whattoexpect.com slash podcast. You can also check out What to Expect When You're Expecting, What to Expect the First Year, and the What to Expect app. And we want to hear from you. Connect with us on our community message board or on our social media. You can find me at Heidi Murkoff and Emma at Emma Bing WTE. And of course, at What to Expect. 
Baby Love is performed by Riley Beaterer. What to Expect is a production of iHeartRadio. For more shows from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. In my arms, why don't you stay? Need ya, need ya, baby love, ooh, ooh, baby love. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. It's the Breakfast Club, the world's most dangerous morning show. Hey! Angela E is kind of like the big sister that always pokes you in the forehead. That's not how it goes? That's not how anything goes. Yimby's really like a robot. One of the best DJs ever. Believe that. Charlamagne is the wild card. And I'm about to give somebody the credit they deserve for being stupid. I know that's right. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Listen to The Breakfast Club weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on 106.7 The Beat. Columbus is real hip-hop and R&B.